Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. Our purpose on Journey to Success Radio is to interview and promote people who are making a positive difference in this world. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a motivational speaker helping people to live positively with and through the many and varied challenges of life. I've had rheumatoid arthritis from my jaw to my toes since the age of five. That's 45 years now, and in that time I've had four hips, four knees and two shoulders are placed, which makes me sound like a spider, and I've been hospitalized about 40 times. I also stand about five foot one, and that's due to the heavy daily doses of the oral steroid prednisone that I had to take to fight my arthritis. Despite those physical challenges, I'm well known for always answering amazing when asked how I'm doing, and you can find out more about me at my website. It's Tom, the number two, and tall, T-A-L-L dot com. My guest today is the amazing Sean Suchak, who is also, like myself, a big Napoleon Hill fan. Sean is not just a coach to the top entrepreneurs, executives, and high achievers from the, around the country. He is also a results strategist with a laser focus on improving and accelerating the results of the organization's and individuals that he partners with. Sean is sought after as a speaker who shares pertinent information with audiences on business acceleration strategies and improvement through methodologies focused around prerequisite component, the power of A, strategic accountability. Although Sean is well known as the author of the book, Change Your Mind, Change Your Results, Number One Proven Success Strategies, his focus on going an extra two miles in life and business has captured the attention of readers as well as others around the globe. Very simply, Sean's primary focus is to positively impact as many individuals and organizations as possible through his book, his methodologies, and his appearances. Welcome to the show today, Sean. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be here. Sean, I finished your book on uh, March 31st, my 13th book of this year. I loved it. Uh, I particularly loved how uh, often you mentioned Napoleon Hill, being a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor. I love fans of Napoleon Hill. Can you just share with me briefly uh, maybe what age you were when you first came across Think and Grow Rich, and was there someone special in your life that said, Sean, you need to read this book? Thank you for uh, for your your thoughts and and uh, compliments in the book and for for reading it. Um, you know, I I think for a lot of us, and I was one of those people that for many years um, I worked for a very large corporation going back a number of years, and they um, they were used to bring in a lot of great speakers and trainers, and I was always kind of that that guy that sat at the back of the room, walked in at the last minute, and sat at the back of the room with my arms folded across my chest really believing that it, that I didn't need it and it was a waste of time and it was it was um it was garbage it was hairy fairy I I really didn't really think that it was necessary um and perhaps I'm still on the uptake but it took me a few years and I was a little bit uh, I guess later on in life when I was probably uh into my 30s before um I had uh, late 20s early 30s I I gone through some challenging times as I as I mentioned in the book, and I uh, I had uh, been consulting and coaching. And what's really interesting is, 
Um, somebody said to me, you know, you really should, you know, take a look at things differently. And I had a gentleman I was doing work with. He said, Sean, you know, if you live in the past, your past will become your future. And, you know, I, what, what do you know about me? Like, who do you think you are? Was kind of my response. <laughs> and um, I happened to cross a gentleman who suggested I talk to Bob Proctor. Um, Bob Proctor, of course, has been recognized by, by the uh, Napoleon Hill Foundation. Um, he is a huge proponent of Napoleon Hill and his, his writing, in particular, Think and Grow Rich. And uh, I approached Proctor and asked if he would coach me. This is going back quite a number of years. I don't think he does any one-on-one coaching anymore. But, um, and he agreed to, and it was probably one of the largest investments of my lifetime to have him do that. And, of course, uh, he told me um, that, you know, that was his inspiration initially. So I went out and bought myself a copy of the book. And I'm, again, one of those. I come from a background, you know, a lot of us were raised that way, perhaps, with a a scarcity mentality. And I went and bought the the cheapest paperback I could find. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I read it cover to cover inside of probably three days. And I didn't stop there. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, within the following probably a year, I probably read 500 books. Wow. And, <laughs> um, you know, something, the time was right, but has it made a difference? Yes, I probably read Think and Grow Rich 30 times. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. <laughs> That's a lot of time. So you know that book inside out. And, and like you know, like Bob Proctor, Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn, so many people that do what we do trace their start or a big part of their start back to Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. So I love how big a fan you are of that book. So now, uh, enough with the softball. Let's get on to the hard questions, because you have a lot of experience with entrepreneurs and executives. What do you think in your experience is most important to those entrepreneurs and executives in North America today? Well, I think the challenge we have in North America today is a lot of us are looking um, at the economy or economic cycle, depending on where we're at, what business industry or vertical we're in, and we're looking at what uh, information is available to us through media sources, perhaps, or others, and we're gauging uh, our success upon external circumstances. And there's a chapter in the book where I, and it's entitled, uh, um, Create Your Own Economy. And I think there's a lot of value to that. I, I'll, I'm a huge proponent of saying this. I don't really care who you are, where you come from, what your background is, what your education level is. Uh, you can, if you make a decision to do something, you can do it. Um, a lot of times in the last, since 2008, we saw some challenges with the economic cycle in North America. Uh, a lot of people have been impacted, and not in a good way. But the challenge is, is we're not looking for opportunities. So one of the things I work with people on, one of the things I speak to people on, I coach people on, is in every situation, no matter how dire it may initially appear, there are always opportunities. The interesting part is is we're not looking for them. We're focused on the problem. And when I talk to business people, entrepreneurs, one of the things I say to them is, listen, the bigger the problems you can solve for others, the higher your value. That means you're worth more money. That means you can charge mm-hmm. more. So uh, I, would, I would say this, always be seeking out the opportunities, and there are always opportunities. 
always opportunities, always. And some of the biggest opportunities have come during the most difficult times in the world. And so always opportunities. Uh, entrepreneurs and a lot of people get excited when things go uh, bad or start to uh, look bad because they know that there's big opportunities. And so always, always look for those opportunities. Now, in your book, you write a lot about one thing that I love. Uh, as you know, the book Think and Grow Rich starts with the words, thoughts are things. And my wife calls me not only the word police, but the thought police because uh, I believe that we need to purposely direct our 30 to 60,000 thoughts every day because if we don't purposely direct them, the world is going to fill our mind with, let's just say it, crap, negative crap. So what is changing my mind and those 30 to 60,000 daily thoughts have to do with the kind of results I get in my life? Essentially, everything that happens in your life is as a result of how you think. What you think today impacts you tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. And there are people who will argue with me on that. Um, however, I will say this. We have, as a society in the westernized world, become very outer-directed. And what that really means is, is we are allowing outside sources to control our lives. And that's, you know, you said at the beginning, hardball. This is hardball. You know, we don't get a test run at life. You don't get a do-over. This is the real thing. Why would we ever entertain the idea, never mind permitting it to happen, um, why would we allow outside sources to control the outcomes in our lives? That's how I see it. What, you know, it's what you think about you become. Um, what you're going to focus on, you attract in your life. And I'm not talking about the secret or the law of attraction. And it's a very simple principle. If you're driving down the street and something catches your attention off to the right or the left and you focus on that, even for five seconds, your car will be able to will start to veer in that direction. When they teach stunt car drivers how to do a 180, they always tell them, focus on where the car is going to end up. If you don't, mm -hmm. it's not going to do that 180. Always focus on where it's going to end up. So when I'm working with people, and even in my own life, I'm focused on what the objective is, what the, what the result is, right? And that's why we talk about results. You know, one of the, one of the, the lines, that, the catchphrases, and it's reality. It's not, just, uh, it's not just advertising or marketing, or it's all about the results is one of the, for, for one of the companies I operate. And it really comes down, we can talk about business, we can talk about marketing, we can talk about economic cycles, we can talk about mindset. At the end of the day, it all comes down to results. Are you seeing the results you set out to? I love it. I love it. Sean, I worked for a management consultant for four years, and their claim or one of the things that they were specialized in was implementation-based. So they didn't just write a lot of reports, you could do this, you should do that, this can use improving. They were implementation-based, and they showed it on the bottom line P&L statement, the results of the work they do. And so you do a lot of this as well because you speak and write about improving and accelerating results using your strategic implementation. So what is strategic implementation and how can it assist business owners, entrepreneurs, and all of our listeners? Well, that's a really good question, and I think um, a lot of people may, uh, may really appreciate this or benefit from this. A lot of business people, and you know what, size of the company is not necessarily relevant to this, 
operate a business on a reactionary basis. So they go through to every day their lives, their businesses, their careers, and it's reactionary. They're not operating or uh, their business or running their business based on a plan. Now, I'm not for a moment indicating that there aren't anomalies, there aren't things you can't control or fire someone out from time to time, perhaps. And what I say to people is strategically plan your, excuse me, for your activities. Know what's going to happen on a day-to-day basis, but, but put some time in there. I break my timeline down into half-hour increments. So I know that every day I plan an hour and a half in my day for things I have no control over. Maybe somebody stops by my office to say hi and they don't have an appointment. Maybe a call comes in from one of my clients and they say, Sean, I really need half an hour of your time. Uh, there's something really important. It's imperative we speak today. Um, so I think it's, it's important for us to really start to operate from a proactive standpoint. We have a plan, and we're executing on that plan. If you are reactionary, you're always going to be chasing. You're always going to be be behind. Hmm. Yes, exactly. And this was our idea with uh, the management consultant I worked with: is work determine what results you want, work backwards toward them, and then always implement a plan step by step, day by day, that gets you to that end result plan at the end of the year. And so it is all about implementation. It is. No question. Pre-plan it. Know what's going to happen. And, And here's the interesting part. Are there going to be changes? Are you going to augment that plan perhaps? Absolutely. It's going to happen. Many years ago, I started in management consulting like what you're talking about. And there's two different styles. One comes in, it's very interesting. Government loves big reports. They see that as deliverables. But when we, go, when we went into, into publicly traded business uh, or companies or, or smaller businesses, entrepreneurs, one of the things that was always important is not the big report that came out at the end of the timeline, but taking those collaborative steps to implement the changes needed to see the results that were set out on day one. So walking hand-in-hand and side-by-side with somebody to get there. And the same thing applies in your life and in your business, I believe. Anyway, as you know, I'm a coach. So one of the things I work with coaching with people on is results. People ask me, are you a marketing coach, Sean? Are you a a life coach, a business coach? It doesn't matter. It's all about the results. So at the end of the day, I'm a results coach. When you work with somebody, the holistic process of coaching, everything comes out on the table. And you know what? At the end of the day... Everything impacts the other. So your life, the decisions you make in your personal life are going to impact your business and your career, and the same in reverse. I love it. Now, Sean, uh, as you know, part of my purpose is to work with people who have um, challenges in life. There are many challenges, and all of us get a variety of them throughout our lives. And I believe that you can positively impact people and the world uh, with the challenges you're faced with, depending on how you face them. And you do a lot of work with people who have experienced or undergo or s- will have a- significant challenges their entire lives. How do you work and how do you help those type of people who have ongoing significant challenges in their life or have experienced recent significant challenges because that sure makes up a huge percentage of the population and a lot of people can use those challenges that they've experienced as 
excuses yeah. for not getting where they want. So how do you help those people, and uh, uh, what kind of uh, ideas do you uh, help them with? Let me preface the answer by saying this. There are some challenges that are real, but a vast majority of challenges are perceived. Mm. Some of the challenges you outlined at the beginning of the show when you talked about some of the things you've been through in life, those challenges I would suggest to you are real. Mm. But they feel real. Yeah, certainly, but there are a lot of challenges that people see as challenges, perceive as challenges, that aren't really challenges. Uh, a, a good friend of mine once said to me, um, you know, you don't really have any problems unless they can't be solved with money. So mm. what that merely means is, if you say I've got this massive problem, but if you had a few dollars in the bank, that problem goes away, that's not really a problem. Because the only thing stopping somebody, you and anyone else, myself included in that group, from going out and solving that problem is taking the sofa seatbelt off and going and making something happen. Instead of saying, I don't know, or I don't know how, or I don't have the education, or I don't have the experience, or the piece of paper on the wall, find something you're passionate about. Find something, that, some way for you to serve, to give back, to pay it forward, to make a difference, not, in your, not only in your own life, but in, in the life of others. Uh, Zig Ziglar said something. He said, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. I love it. I love it. And in your book, you uh, you just mentioned, and uh, in your book you mention a lot, are sofa seat belts. And uh, something I focus on a lot as well, the average person watches uh, about 32 hours of television or video gaming a week. Uh, that's not likely to get you extraordinary results, leave a legacy for your life, or impact many people. So to get the results in life we want, we do need to take a lot of action. And a lot of people are just accustomed to all their spare time is on that couch, getting their relaxation in. Uh, so talk about that, because we really do have to focus on your goals, focus on your definite purpose, and focus means getting up and doing something, not just thinking about it. And so uh, you talk a lot about that uh, uh, in your book, about focusing and about uh, getting off the sofa. Uh, so how important is that to making progress? Um, I was on the West Coast this past weekend uh, hosting a ma mastermind group that I, that I work with uh, entrepreneurs on. Um, we had an amazing weekend. It was uh, probably one of the most powerful weekends I've experienced in, in a couple of years. And I got back on a plane on Sunday evening, and I was flying back home, and I happened to sit next to a young lady who is first-generation immigrant. Uh, her parents immigrated to, to North America worked hard, she went to school, and she went to school to be a social worker, and she went to work for the government, and in that field where she, where she helped with the welfare system or a financial assistance, whatever term you want to put on it, and yeah. she said, I couldn't do it. She said, people would come to me and say, my daughter's hungry, give me money, mm. and yet they wanted to sit on the sofa. They had money for and I'm not knocking anybody that, that wants to have a, a drink or a beer once in a while, but they had money to go and buy beer or whatever their you know, drink of choice was. They had money for cigarettes. They had money for all this stuff, but they had no money to go buy diapers or food for their kids. So this is, this is systemic, I believe, in our society. And I think um, you know, one of the things that really, and you said this, and I talk about it in the book, 
we really need to take action. We need to get up off the couch and do something. Have an action plan. Execute on the action plan. Have accountability checkpoints. Understand and know that we're making progress. But the challenge we have is is our schools probably don't teach us at our education system. Um, and I, I think one of the things we're taught to do is go out and get a job. And as much as I'd love to see someone go get a job, there are so many other opportunities. There's nothing that restricts you. Many years ago, I sat with Bob Proctor, and I asked him to work with me. And he, I, he, I asked him if I could buy him breakfast. And he, once he ordered his breakfast, he looked at me, and he said, Sean, what's the most money you ever made in a year? I said to him, who do you think you are? <laughs> I probably made more than you, but that's not the point. The point is, it tells me how you see yourself, how you value yourself. Because if I've made more money than you, I'm no smarter than you. I went, wow, there's truth to that. It's so simple. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> so there's nobody. I don't care if it's somebody with a grade three education who didn't finish maybe even middle school. It doesn't matter. If you were really serious about something and you want it bad enough, you go do it. But the why mm. has to be there. If your why is video games, then you're going to excel at video games. But video games, for the most part, probably aren't going to generate what you want. They're not going to create the lifestyle you want. <laughs> not likely. <laughs> I have televisions in my house. It's very rare they get turned on. Right? Yeah, mine too. Sports only and or something to make me laugh. And, and sometimes I'm too busy. You know, I, I, was in the, I was in Vancouver on, on the West Coast this past weekend hosting a mastermind. Um, this coming weekend will be the first weekend that I get to do something on my own, you know, at my house, <laughs> whatever it looks like, spending time with my family. The key is to find what's important, the why. And if you don't know what it is, just be the very best at whatever it is you're doing right now. People say to me, Sean, I hate my job. And I say, okay, what's good about your job? Nothing. My coworkers are terrible. My boss sucks. I don't make enough money. I, don't, I stop them and I say, okay, let, let's just take a look at this for a minute. Do you get paid? Or are you doing it you know, because of your, your sense of charity? And they're like, no, no, I get paid. I said, okay. Do you get paid well? They're like, well, I probably get paid better than average. I said, okay, so that's one. Mm, do you have good coworkers? Do they help? Do they assist you? Well, for the most part, you know, yeah, we have a pretty good team, okay. Um, does your boss micromanage you? Does he stand over, or she stand over your shoulder? Well, no, they kind of leave us alone as long as the work gets done, okay. Um, do you get holidays? Yeah, I said, are they paid holidays? Well, yeah, perfect. And, you know, do you get maybe a car allowance or a parking stall or something and well, yeah, they pay for my parking stall, too, and I work in a downtown core. I'm, okay. And do some time, from time to time, do they reward you for some of your hard work? Oh, yeah, we get Christmas parties, and we get et cetera, et cetera. I said, okay. And it's interesting how we look at things. Our decisions are typically based on conditioning from, you know, unsolicited gifts from parents, educators, maybe religion, religious influences that we had them growing up. And some of that is we just take a look at, and we're hardwired as well to, to default to negative. Yes. So we look at our job or our career, and we go, oh, it's terrible. Everything is terrible. 
But when we start to look at it, there's difference. I asked, and I'm thinking as I'm telling you this little story, I'm thinking about one person in particular that approached me a number of years ago. And I said to this person, I said, have you ever received a promotion? And she said to me, yes. And I challenged her. I said, I'd like you to get up every morning, and I'd like you to write down an entire list, just take five minutes before you leave the house, of why you like your job, why it's good to have a job. Because you do realize there are a lot of people today in North America that don't have a job, don't have the opportunity that you have. She said, oh, yeah, okay. Now, initially, she, she wasn't quite as keen on, on uh, doing that because a lot of people just want to commiserate in misery. <laughs> and so it, the interesting part is she phoned me about a year later, and she left a message at my office, and I returned the call, and she said, do you remember me? And I said, absolutely, I remember you. She said, yeah, I'm the vice president of the company now. Wow. A lot of times, you know, um, Dr. Wayne Dyer says when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yes. So it comes down to one of those, and I talk about this in the book, one of those intellectual faculties, and that's your perception. It's how you see things. And um, when, when, you know, the old adage that perception is reality, there's a lot of truth to that. A lot of times people walk in, and I'll give you an example. People walk into a room, and they'll say, wow, this is huge. But it's all based on something relative. There's, it's not huge. It's, it just is. It's neither large or small. Exactly. The same room might be small. So in life, the bottom line is this. Focus on what you want. And I ask people this question all the time. What is it that you really want? Most people have no idea or they tell me what they don't want. Once you know what you want, set a destination. Create bite, bite-sized steps that you can understand and accomplish. They're easier for you to get to do. Set accountability checkpoints every month or three months and make sure at those junctures you're achieving what you set out to initially. Never justify. Don't say, well, just once I'm going to do this. Never do that. I know that sounds hard and difficult. But the reality is if you really want something, that's what it takes. I, I saw a Facebook status recently and from, a, from a distant relative, and this woman just turned 60, and she says, oh, my goodness, I just turned 60, and I've accomplished nothing in life. Where's my life gone? And I thought, what a sad state of affairs. What a sad thing to say at 60 years old. Yes. Six decades on and nothing. Wow. And it is just a matter of your focus. This is what I teach people and talk about in all my talks is that, you know, I could complain about my arthritis, but then I remember that four out of ten people in the world live on less than $2 a day. And, Sean, you and I are nice people, very nice people. We live in a great country, Canada, but we're no nicer or more deserving to live here than people living in a third-world country. And so whenever I think of complaining, and this is what I tell audiences, whenever you think of complaining, just think of yourself complaining to someone who lives in a third world country. And then just imagine how you feel complaining about that to someone who doesn't eat every day or have a roof over their head. And also try to imagine, what does that person I'm complaining to think about me when they haven't eaten today and I'm complaining about how hard I have to work, how bad my boss is, uh, you know, various other complaints that North Americans have. 
And so I think that kind of puts things a little bit into perspective and in that you can focus on a lot of amazing things. We live in Canada. I've been in hospital 40 times, and it costs me nothing every time. Most of the world does not have that experience. And so what a blessing to, if you have to have arthritis, good blessing to have it in Canada. And so it's all a matter of what you focus on. You can focus on the 20% of life that stinks and that annoys you, or you can focus on 80% of life, which is so many blessings that the rest of the world will never actually even get to experience no matter how positively they think or how hard they work. So it is a matter of the focus of your thoughts, like you said. And so we can definitely always focus on the positives in life. It's sometimes harder than others, but it's definitely doable, that's for sure. And it will make your life a lot better when you focus on those rather than on the 10 or 20% of life that annoys you. Uh, Sean, now you talk a lot about, uh, uh, and you work with a lot of entrepreneurs and business people, and so uh, let me ask you this. If someone wants to grow their business and they want to do it quickly, what is one piece of advice that you would give them? Well, I think there's a couple things. I think you have to take a look at, uh, (laughs) that's a loaded question. About 80% of small businesses in U.S. and Canada today fail within about 12 months. Hmm. And there's a couple reasons for that. One is a lot of people expect things to happen. Um, They are waiting for orders and don't take initiative. So stop waiting for orders. Take initiative. Make sure you have a brand. If you don't understand branding, reach out to somebody that does understand what a brand is in small business. Um, and understand the different levels of branding, right? And I'll give you a quick example of that. You may not like McDonald's. I don't. Everybody knows who they are. That's brand awareness. But when you get to a level where people are referring to you, okay, that's brand advocacy. That means if you and I are having a conversation and you say, hey, you know what, I need somebody to help me with X, renovating my home. And I say, hey, I know just the guy. You should call John. That's brand advocacy. And when you get to that, business shifts. It becomes different and better. So a few things. Um, the other side, too, is, is create something. Those people that are truly successful when it comes to the financial end, the business end, they create multiple sources of income. And I know this has become a buzzword over the last few years, but I want to share something. The average successful person financially in a business sense has a minimum of three uh, revenue sources. Three. And most of us don't get that. Most of us are taught to go get a JLB and go to work every day and come home, put some money in a 401k or an RSP, and at 65, hopefully we have a pension. If not, maybe we have a few bucks to live on. That's not a life. I want to throw something at you that will probably, some of your listeners, uh, this is going to make them raise an eyebrow. If you didn't have virtually any money in the bank, but you had enough money coming in on a monthly basis for everything you wanted or needed, would you need to have that RSP or 401k or whatever your financial vehicle is for retirement? Not at all. Life is about income. Precisely. But we're taught the wrong way, right? I'm not saying to, to, put, to not put money away for a rainy day. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying create something that is constantly 
depositing money in your bank account, even when you're sleeping. That's not pie in the sky. And I'll give you an example of that. I have coaches that call me who want to help others. And I'm a firm believer in doing everything I can to make this planet a better place. So one of the things I started looking at about 18 months ago is how can I help these people who have great knowledge to share, great information, and they can have a, a, a greater impact if they can impact more people or talk to more people. So we created a program for coaches where they spend a day in my office, and after that day, they have something that generates uh, ongoing income. They do the job once, and it, after that, it's just income. And you know something? Twelve people have gone through it. And every single one of them is making money. Eleven out of the twelve are doing exceptionally well. So I think it's really important as business people to understand that um, we have to be the ones to make it happen. We have to be the ones to take initiative. If we're going to sit there and wait for the phone to ring, we're going to be sitting for a long time. (laughs) And the bank account is probably going to be impacted in a negative way. Definitely, definitely. And uh, uh, I love that. So what are a couple of the most important points, two of the most important points that you can leave with our listeners, the two keys to achievement? Listen, we hear a lot of things out there on, um, on business and taking action, and you asked the question earlier about action. Action is key, but where it all comes down to is starting. Most people stop before they start for whatever reason, whether it's fear, whether they say they want to perfect something, it's procrastination. Perfection, by the way, is just another tool in the procrastination toolbox. Um, I have to perfect something. I have to be the very best at it before I start. I can't do it till I have X, Y, and Z. Start today. I know this is, this is cliche, and I know Nike's slogan is just do it or used to be, but you know something? That is really what it comes down to. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't find a reason why you should start. Don't procrastinate. Just, just start. Just go do it. You don't even have to know how. Forget about the how. Just, you know, Mary Morrissey says you can climb Mount Everest, but you've got to take the first step. <laughs> you can stand there and look at the mountain forever. That's not going to get you anywhere. Take the first step. Jack Canfield says you'll drive across the entire country at nighttime with your headlights on and trust that the next 200 feet of road is going to be there, but you won't take the first step. Trust in yourself. Exactly. Have confidence in yourself, believe in yourself, and take the first step today. It doesn't matter what anybody says. Don't listen to detractors. Don't even ask questions. Just move forward. I love it. Take action. Take action. I'm uh, I'm the type of... There's a couple of types of approaches to life. A lot of people are the ready, aim, fire. I'm a ready, fire, aim person. I'll take action and then start course correcting along the way. Uh, because I don't like sitting around waiting to act. And so I think this is this is kind of what you're telling people. Take action. Don't just sit around wait for all the lights to be unread, for that big thick report that you're putting together to analyze what you're going to do. Just do it. And then tomorrow you'll figure out, okay, i got to do this a little differently and this a little differently, and then the next day you'll modify it even more. But every day you're taking action and learning something, and that impacts your thoughts and impacts your personality and impacts your life. Just take action. And so, so important, so important. Uh, uh, Sean, what's the best website that people can find you at? 
Um, our website is www.changeyourresults.com, changeyourresults.com. And if they're interested in the book, they can go to amazon.ca or .com um, or any other book site. It's pretty much in all of them, and, and grab a copy of the book. And I know you're a fellow Canadian. You're an outwester, though. I'm a Toronto guy. Uh, you're located where? I'm in Calgary. Nice. Okay, Calgary. You beat us last night in hockey. Or no, we beat you last night in hockey, so we like that. But you do work right around North America, all across North America, don't you? I actually spend a lot of time in your part of the world. Um, I probably uh, at least uh, eight or ten times a year I'm in Toronto, um, but all over North America as well, U.S. and Canada. And I've been very privileged to work with some amazing uh, people from all over North America, even outside of North America, but primarily this continent. And uh, people can contact you about the one-on-one coaching through that changeyourresults.com website. Is that right? Yes. You know what? They can go to changeresults.com or they can call our toll-free number. It is on the website. It's one eight seven seven two five eight two six four three. 258 Or they can go to the website. And you know what? If someone wants to reach out just to say hello, uh, just to ask questions, uh, more than happy to, uh, to have a conversation and uh, also, I will say this: if uh, they're interested on the Change Your Results website, uh, there is a free ebook, top right-hand corner, when you go on there, that everyone can go on and grab. Um, great information. Nice. I'm going to do that myself today. So, uh, changeyourresults.com, right, is where all these things are found. It is. And everybody knows how to spell all those words. So, changeyourresults.com. Get that free ebook. Um, I highly recommend uh, uh, contacting Sean for coaching. Um, you know, some of the best athletes, all of the best athletes in the world have coaches. Uh, and they probably earn more money than their coaches, but they still need someone who can direct them, lead them, guide them, make suggestions. Um, and so I really suggest go to changeyourresults.com, get that uh, free ebook. In for a second? Yeah. You know something, it's really interesting you brought that up. Brett, I, I do an interview series, a monthly interview series. The next interview is uh, Brett Wilson. He was one of the dragons on the show Dragon's Den. And um, a couple of years ago, he did an interview with Up Magazine, and one of the questions the reporter asked him was, what's one piece of information that you would give to business people today? And I mean, Brett Wilson's worth, you know, I- I'm going to say billions. Um, I'll, I'm going to say this. Um, and he said this. Um, he said, I don't know everything, but I hired a coach. And I think that speaks volumes. Here's a guy that's phenomenally successful, well-known, has done phenomenal, and you know what? He has a coach. And when I interviewed him, after the interview was over, um, he said to me, you know what? I'll probably always have my coach. Nice. I think that's key. You know, I've had a coach for the better part of two decades. Not the same one always, um, but definitely one I had for about a decade. So I think that's really important. Extremely important. And so go to changeyourresults.com, get the free ebook, and inquire about uh, uh, Sean's coaching services as well. Thanks so much for your time today, uh, Sean. Uh, two uh, fellow lovers of Napoleon Hill could likely talk for hours without ever ending the show, and I'll have valuable content throughout those hours. Uh, I'm looking forward to keeping following you. And uh, again, I love the book. People go get that book, Change uh, Your Mind, Change Your Results. 
very, 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 very good book. Um, and so I highly recommend Amazon.ca, Amazon.com. Pick up the book through either of those. And uh, check out Sean's website as well for the free ebook and for his coaching services. Thanks so much for joining us today, Sean. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It's my honor. Have yourself an amazing day.